welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And joining me this evening, got um, the uh, owner and founder of Rebel Squid, a collective agency of thinkers, doers, and artists. Um, and um, Rebel Squid is based uh, out of the Hive, right? Yep. Yeah, located above uh, 720, right downtown there. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she's also worked with Swarm Events in the past as well. Um, I'm excited to talk to her about her passions and why she does what she does. Thank you so much for joining me, Kelsey Lawson. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I don't know what day it is ever anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> what is just... today? Is today today's Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just talking about that with a, a friend earlier today about how like how the fuck is it mid September? Like, what? When did? Since when is that a thing? You know. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that recently as well. Where I was like, I feel like we've been in quarantine, like this whole pandemic thing for what feels like two months you know what I mean but in retrospect it's been half the year already <laughs> oh yeah do you remember the uh the tiger king era of quarantine oh my god can we just you know go back to that the good old days of worrying about just that <laughs> yeah, where Joe Exotic was the thing that everyone was like most passionate about and my niece Baskin. fun fact my niece is obsessed with the Joe Exotic song Oh my God. Really? Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but she like requested that my brother played it the other weekend and she was like, can we play that, the tiger song? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I remember that was like, I, I think of um, just like the first month of quarantine, like was just so like, it's so different compared to now. Like so much yeah. has transpired since then. I mean, you know, in terms of like everything that happened this summer, like, you know, both locally and nationally um, with social justice movements mm-hmm. and whatnot. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like that was when it was still so confusing and no yeah. one really know, no one really knew like, you know, what was going on. Like we were kind of just following the protocol and we imagined that it would probably yeah. go back to normal in like a month or two maybe, but I was saying worst case scenario, we would still be in this in August. Well, that was like my worst case scenario. And hey. here we are. <laughs> so who knew? <laughs> yeah, that first month was very stressful. Yeah. I, yeah, like that was actually the point. So I had a roommate at the time. Um, I was still living at my old place. And quarantine was kind of what eventually like caused like, the tension that made me and my roommate realize that like, you know, we should be in our own situations. So like, because there was just so much hysteria going on and people were just really afraid and paranoid and understandably so totally. Well, and if, and if you're somebody who like, let's say is on the opposite end of the spectrum and didn't give a fuck and you're living with somebody who does, that's going to cause a lot of tension. I know that caused a lot of tension for so many people. The, uh, you know, the people who like didn't believe anything versus the people who were like, hey, this is very much thing. Yeah. Can you believe? Okay. So 
everyone knows knew what anti-maxers were and everything but now there's anti-maskers <laughs> going on <laughs> oh my god now there is a whole there's like a whole like um you know conspiracy base about anti-maskers and and uh, how who are they where do they come from <laughs> this, is, this is tyranny <laughs> Uh, oh it's like no you know it's tyranny the fact that uh you know that the u.s has bombed and murdered millions of people around the world but yeah but (laughs) but no like the real tyranny is the fact that you have to wear a a a light garment over a light garment over your nose and mouth for the safety of yourself and others it's it's the most like it's the most ridiculous thing it is in terms of all the things that we could be asked to be doing right now which, you know, this is like the, the smallest inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I personally like, and I, people have been saying this, like, I think even after um, quarantine is over, like the pan- pandemic subsides, like, I still think hand sanitizer everywhere should still be. Absolutely. A you know, I was watching it. I'm currently watching a TV show, I'm watching, I'm rewatching all the seasons of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And um, it's such trash TV, but it's so, so good. But there was, I don't know, some season back in 2018, and they were traveling abroad. They were in Rome or something. And one of them showed up, and she's like, oh, I'm so deathly sick. Like, you know, whatever. I'm still going to go to the wine tasting tonight, whatever. And she's just going on this whole trip, and she's sick the entire time. And then somebody else gets sick, and I'm like, how much, like, I definitely was one of those people, you know, like, you, you kind of didn't think twice about it. Oh, I've got a little bit of a cough, or I've got a little bit of a sniffle. I'll st- I would still go and be around my friends. Oh, I've got an engagement I need to go to, or I need a function I have to go to. I, I have to go there, but I'm, I don't feel well, but I'm going to go there. It's just, I think twice about stuff like that a lot more now. And I look back at these, you know, a situation like that where she's traveling and she's like sick and people are coming up to her room and like helping her. She's, and there's no mask. There's no, you know, there's no safety precaution or anything. It's just like, no wonder we all get sick so many t- so much. For real. I don't, like, I don't know about you, like, if you sort of have, like, a yearly sickness sort of thing. Because, yeah. yeah, like, I would get the flu every single year in March. But I didn't get it this year. Like, I, because of quarantine, I just, I mean, I wasn't leaving the house. I was yeah. only leaving the house for, like, going on walks periodically and, um and with social distancing and everything like yeah I just wasn't in public places at all I haven't been sick all year um and uh, normally yeah like you just it makes you think about all the shit like you're breathing in and touching and contracting like in the workplace and in public and and honestly masks should still be a thing afterwards like if you are they are like look at look at look at all of like the like Asia like China Japan like that's like worked into their fashion. Yeah, it's, it's like a normal thing for them. I I am all for that becoming like a regular thing here. Do I you know if you know say that there actually is an, an end to this pandemic and they say okay you know it's fine everybody doesn't have to wear masks anymore. I really hope that it does become like a regular thing. If you're sick, like just just go wear a mask. If you need to go to yeah. the grocery store, wear a mask. If you need to you know. Yeah, if you have a cold for you know but there's maybe don't go anywhere yeah yeah (laughs) for one like that's that's definitely um excuse me that'd be wise but for those that maybe can't um for the sake of fiscal or personal responsibilities like 
um, wear a mask. If you have to mm -hmm. go into public or if you have to go into work for any reason, like you should be wearing a mask. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it is a, it's an effective, it's proven to be an effective means of preventing spread. So like that should still be a thing. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I think that the new normals is, you know, we're shifting into what that would look like, you know, the new know. normal. I also did read something. I, I saw somebody, it was, I don't know if it was a Facebook status or something on Twitter, you know, that somebody reposted, but it was, the, whereas I feel like a lot of other countries, they've tried to figure out how they can like actually slow the spread and like, you know, and, and, and reverse this and fix, fix it. Whereas I feel like we're all just kind of adapting around it and not doing too much to actually, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I know that there are people that are out in the world trying to like take care of this, but you know, we are, I mean, our new normal, I just feel like is learning how to just work around it, which is that really doing much? Is that, you know, is it, is that just prolonging this? Not here in the most selfish and entitled nation. Uh, <laughs> no, not, not the U.S. of A. <laughs> right. Kelsey, Kelsey, I went up to Door County this past weekend. Um, and I tell you, I shit you not, the more farther north you go in Wisconsin, the more cultish a following the American flag has. It is crazy yeah. I'm, from I'm from i'm from northern wisconsin i'm from De Pere, wisconsin like right outside oh. of green bay oh yeah we drove like right through there actually yeah. oh yeah so i'm very very well aware of that <laughs> yeah i've only i've driven through green bay a couple times uh stopped at mackinaw's one time oh yeah right? big, have you ever built. been to mackinaw island no Okay, that's actually like something in your lifetime I feel like people should go to because it's it's in the Midwest, it's it's in Michigan. You have to take a ferry to get out there. I don't know if you know much about it, but they don't have um vehicles. Oh, it's all for it's all either horse drawn um or bikes bikes. And it's like a fully functioning like little town. Like there's a high school there, people like live there year round. It's awesome. really interesting. That's where like Mackinac Island fudge. Yeah. Like that's where that comes from. Damn. That's yeah. Okay. It's really cool. It's it's a it's a cool little like I mean you make a little vacation out of it. It's really cool. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, this it's all sounding familiar being in Door County. Like, um, yeah, I don't know if you've spent much time up there. Yeah, but, I mean I've I've been there a few times. It's it's pretty close to to Green Bay. I mean at least a, a decent drive. So, um, I have been there a couple times. I haven't been in a really long time, but I I know it's beautiful. A lot of uh, yeah, lots of thick woods and uh, yeah. We have a my my family has a uh, a lake house up in Crandon, Wisconsin, and that also I mean that's right by like the Nicolay National Forest. Beautiful, oh, it's yeah. so beautiful. We went to um, Peninsula State Park and yeah. walked around there. It's so mm -hmm. cool. Um, it and you get reminded what it's like to just have absolutely no cell phone service. You know, like. I had <laughs> I didn't know what that was like in so long and finally um yeah it's it is nice to be sort of disconnected yeah um, we went to a nice winery yeah know, they have some really good wineries up there oh, yeah oh it was such a it was a great little weekend trip it's really nice I love like because I get terrible cell reception up in our in Crandon and 
I mean, unless I'm connected to the internet and like in our house, then it, then it's all fine. But I mean, my cell service up there is so terrible, but it's so nice because I, I mean, I work in social media. I'm on my computer. I'm on my phone all day, you know, five days a week. I try I try to try to, I try to avoid it a little bit on the weekends just because I need, I need to give my brain a break. You're just so technologically stimulated constantly. Constantly. Yeah. It's really nice to have the break. Yeah. I've been up there actually a lot more this year than I probably ever have. We've had it for about three years now, and this is the most I've gone because I got I got nothing but time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hell yeah! Like it, it's it's like that now. Like yeah, it's nice. Long- we've 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 also really adapted the kind of work from home uh, lifestyle because I mean I mean we that's all we did when everything first started. We were working from home. We didn't have the hives open. We did, we weren't doing any of that. Um. And which is, I mean, I, I work much better at an office. I get extremely distracted at home, but we have, I think we've all kind of learned to be a little bit more flexible, especially because this is all still going on. You know, if you're not comfortable going to work or if you're, you know, you wake up and you're not feeling that great, just, just don't come. It's cool. You can do your job at home. We can do our work at home. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, yeah, I've been unemployed and uh, like you said, are you you still currently? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Well, I mean, technically like I do have a gig but it's very sporadic like I'm doing bar I'm helping bartend weddings at the Astor Hotel okay but there's like no the the there's very and that had to have just started back up it did it just started back up like we had our first event like a month ago yeah but, you know no one's really getting married right now most people postpone shit mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I mean I'm still yeah still unemployed and I've just been my partner and I have just been trying to take advantage of the time that we won't, we may never get. Yeah, for real. That's really, that's really, I mean, a big thing that I've learned this year, uh, you know, despite everything going on, despite all of the, the things that do suck about this year, we truly will never have probably this kind of time again. And it's really made me, you know, I've spent a lot of time with my family. I've, uh, I've got like a core group of, of, of friends that, you know, like I keep up with, whether it's just like texting them or FaceTiming or whatever, we're trying to find ways to be like socially distant and see each other. But it's just like, you know, I've, I've got more, I've got more time now to kind of have a little bit more of a flexible schedule than I feel like I ever have. And I'm definitely taking advantage of it, still trying to obviously like be productive and like keep things moving. But it is really nice to kind of take a step back and really enjoy the time. I feel like most people are learning more about themselves now than they ever have in their whole lives you're kind of forced to yeah you have to and you know i i just tweeted about this last night but my episodes have been a lot longer um the last month and a half i started it back up because people have so much to say right now and uh, without the the you know everyday you know, interpersonal interactions and the maintenance of relationships. Mm-hmm. That's so kind of like, you know, it's different now, you know, it, it can, it's a little more like irregular because of just everything going on right now. It's just, you don't have like the constant, um, you know, means of like social relationship building and validation yeah. systems and that kind of stuff. And for that reason, like, I feel like people have so much to say right now. And Totally. Um, I can definitely relate with that. I mean, like, I kind of like I had said before that that this that first month of, of everything was so stressful. 
as a business owner because I lost pretty much, I mean, we work primarily with bars and restaurants. That's, that's kind of like our niche. That's what we're really comfortable with doing. We know a lot of people in that industry. So that's kind of like how we've built up our clientele. I lost all but two accounts. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's horrible. And it was just kind of one of those, like, it, and it, it didn't all happen at once. It was just like, you know, a couple days would go by and I'm like, okay, as long as we can keep the ones we got now, like we're going to be good. A couple days later, two more dropped off. And you know, they didn't, they didn't like say, see you later. We'll never, we're never going to contact you again. It was like, we are not open right now. We cannot afford to like use these services, which I completely understand. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad about that at all. It was just very stressful for me because, you know, we, I, we had to take pay cuts. Fortunately did not have to lay off James. Um, shout out James. Um, didn't have to, didn't have to lay him off. But I mean, like we took pay cuts. We, we've, we've had to navigate through all of this and we had, you know, it's, it's, it's been really difficult trying to kind of like, okay, so now we're making, we used to be making this. Now we need to make this minimum just to be able to like survive the next month. If we don't make that, you know, like I can't even pay our cut payroll, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, it's been a, an uphill battle, but I'm, I'm very proud that we have been able to kind of come out of this. Um, I think, I think that we've actually are, have come out stronger and will continue to get stronger only because it has really forced us out of our comfort zone of bar and restaurant. We've had to find, I mean, we've done stuff for like a pet insurance company. We've done stuff for other insurance companies. Um, a lot of people were doing side hustles. So they were like needing logos for their stuff and coming to us for that. A lot of like one-off freelance projects versus like people using us regularly or monthly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of the fire under your ass that you didn't know you needed. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, so that'll be said, that's a good kind of cue to get into everything that you do. So sure. So Kelsey, what we talked about in Mr. Nice Guy, we examined love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, first time we met was when you folks at the Hive were so generous to uh, invite me <laughs> to uh, do a live podcast at, at the Hive mm -hmm. uh, last February, and uh, that was so much fun. I'm so that was like that was like right before everything shut down too. Yeah, and that was was that your last? Was that your? Had you done any live podcast before that? It was. Um, that was actually the first episode um, to kick off like the brief string of episodes I did do um, in yeah. person for like a month sure. um, before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I, that was, that was a really great experience. Um, you know, sh that was fun. Out, yeah. Big shout out to Mo Crosby um, for uh, reaching out and asking me to do the show. Um, Being a boss. Yeah, she was gonna that be. Girl worked so hard. <laughs> she was gonna be here uh, to join us this evening, but she's very, very busy right now. Um, but she will be on the show eventually. Um, yes. Big love to Mo. Um, yeah, like it was cool to see the hive in person. Um, like I had heard of it, I wasn't mm -hmm. really totally sure. Like all I really knew about it at the point, I before that was like, oh, it's just like a collection of like startups sort of thing. But actually going there, like, I mean, wow, like how, 
I feel like that's a place you would just hang out with or hang out at, like with your friends. Like if you, you know, just like we're trying to get some work done, but also yeah. like wanted to socialize a little bit too. Like yeah, totally. it's a really cool, really dope spot. And that's kind of like, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. That's kind of what we, what we want it to be. Like we, when you think of co-working, um, there are some like stuffy spaces out there that exist in the world that are, are they beautifully and brilliantly designed and, you know, and they've got, you know, the, the glass walls everywhere and, you know, and all these like fancy, you know, gimmicks and stuff. That's, you know, we didn't want it to necessarily be that. We wanted it to be something where like you, you want to be there, you want to hang out. It's a collective of people collaborate. It's, I mean, it's a small space. It's not huge. It's not big. It's, it's a small little, you know, whoever is there. I mean, it's like a little, little hive family. We all want each, we all want each other to succeed and want to, yeah, it's a little hub for sure. And now we, and we have the two locations, um, which are, uh, like around the corner from each other, two very different vibes. Milwaukee Street, the one that we are at, um, definitely, it's got the Cream City brick. Um, it's, a, you know, the high ceilings and it's really cool. It's a really cool building. And then the, the one on Jefferson Street, I always say it's more corporate, but I feel like that's just the wrong term because I hate the word corporate. Um, but it's, it's just, it's smaller. Um, it does have some of like those like glass, like the private offices that are have like the glass walls, but it's also a really fun vibe. James and I have been working there. Um, for the DNC, there was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a group that was using Milwaukee Street. Um, I don't think they actually ever ended up coming through because obviously everything just went out the window. But um, we worked over there just in case like they ended up showing up. Um, James and I worked over at the Jefferson Street location for probably a solid like three weeks. Same, I mean, same vibe. There's a, a good group of people that are working over there. Um, yeah, it's just good people. We like being around good people. We like being around people that are trying to do things. And I feel like you, it's infectious when you're around people that are also, also are, you know, doing cool stuff. You want to do cool stuff. Oh yeah, certainly. And that, that pot, that live podcast meetup was, I mean, it was, it was a new thing for me, but it was kind of like bringing my platform for the first time into something that was like interactive with crowd members. Like, um, you know, we had like a Q and A involved and yeah. just to have people in the room, like watching us just talk and hang out was like, I mean, like, you know, I was nervous cause I just am not used to, you know, a wave of people like, you know, like watching me. It's like a stage fright thing. Yeah, yeah. And For sure. It, yeah. And it becomes like sort of like a, um, damn, I feel like I'm not just a host. Like I'm also like, you know, I have to be like a character now. And so does my yeah. guest. Or like but, a ho- like a host of like an entire night. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but honestly, once we got started, it felt pure and it felt uh natural like very quickly and it ended up being a really really awesome moment and it's a really good discussion too i think that was the one where we were talking all about like music venues because that was was that with best friends um it was with, no, 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 um, no no yeah it was the best friends were in the audience yes uh, that's right yeah and who was uh, that what was that one uh it was patrick carroll yeah uh, he is uh, a fellow breaking and entering writer uh, yes. contributor. But, um, 
you know, he's been um, freelancing on Milwaukee music for a while now as well. And um, we just talked about Milwaukee music, but we ended up just kind of talking about like, you know, like what we'd been listening to and what we think the Milwaukee music scene needs. And um, um, yeah, the best friends were there. They asked a couple questions from the audience. Um, and I do remember my friend Brock, uh, I, I vividly remember he showed up late, like about halfway through the episode. And he walked in and um, he, he tried to like grab a beer from the fridge, <laughs> but when he opened it, like the beers like <laughs> fell out of the fridge. That's because we had a bunch of like, like we forgot to clear out like these old, I think it was Miller Lights or something, but they had yeah. been in there for a while. And so like, no matter what one you grabbed, it was going to explode on you. Yeah. And it was too, like you guys are in the middle of it. You couldn't be like, no, 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 no. Oh. And then you, you see him crack it. It was just like. And there was this whole <laughs> ruckus that happened. I remember, I remember like hearing it in the background uh, when I was editing it. And I like knew exactly what that was, was Brock trying to grab a beer. And that was so funny. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I was excited to finally have you. I, I was looking forward to having you as well as Mo um, on the show yourselves to talk about what you do. So Kelsey, I'm going to ask you, uh first yes what did you want to be when you grew up grew up like when you were a kid what did you want to do as as a kid if we're talking like a kid kid like elementary school like early middle school i wanted to be on broadway (laughs) you wanted to be on broadway yeah i was very 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 involved in music acting live performance theater uh, show choir, uh, like any, you know, if it was like, if acting or music was involved, like I was a part of it. I was a part of um, like a little local theater group um, that would do like uh, collections of songs for musicals. And we would like travel to um, other places around Wisconsin or to in the Green Bay area and like perform. I did community theater. I was involved in like anything with uh, the school, my school's um, and then in high school, I was still, I was still very much involved in high school, but that my high school actually used to offer graphic design classes. Um, so I started doing that. I, I took pretty much every graphic design class that I could in high school from like freshman year on. And, uh, early on my, uh, teacher at the time, she took myself and another student that she just like saw, I don't know if she's like saw potential or just like, you know, just wanted to send us off to um, this, this local agency that was called Archetype. I don't know if it exists anymore. I actually haven't looked into that, but they actually took a church, like a uh, old church in Green Bay and they like turned it into this really cool agency. It was like, you know, for its time, like, I mean, this is, this would have been like back in early, early 2000s. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of cool, a lot of cool technology, a lot of, you know, people just walking around doing their thing and creating art and collaborating with each other. And I got to walk through and kind of shadow people for a day. I was like six, I was 16 probably at the time, 15, 16. And uh, ever since I had gone to that, that's kind of like when it switched for me. That's like when my, I kind of switched into, okay, I want to like the career mode versus like, I'm going to be a singer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when I really started to think like, wow, like this is what I want to do. Like I, I want to be like these people. I want to be these people in like this kind of an office and like doing this kind of thing. 
And that's exactly what I did. Oh yeah. I think that's, and I think that's actually, and I'm, I, I feel very fortunate that I figured that out quite early on. Cause I feel like that's a, a big struggle for a lot of people as they like go into college or trying to figure out like what they want to do with their life. A lot of people don't know that right off the bat or like they think they do. And then they kind of, you know, start studying it and it, you know, realize that that's not what they want to do. And so I'm, I'm really happy that that's, you know, that it, that it truly ended up being what I wanted to do. You know, it wasn't just something that I was passionate about at the time. <laughs> yeah. No, that is awesome. That is a, um, it's a real blessing um, in the long run. Like, yeah, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do when, like, when I entered high school, you know, I just, I didn't care, you know, mm -hmm. like, I just, I remember when I was in like fifth grade, I really wanted to be an actor. I wanted yeah. to be, I wanted to be a movie star. Yes. Uh, I dressed up as a movie star for Halloween <laughs> in fifth grade. Um, oh my god, I love it. Yeah, I, and um, that very well may still happen one day. You know, like, never say never. Oh my god, you know, the, the art house <laughs> dramas. So yeah, um, Your time is coming. You're, you're going to be a star. <laughs> I just want the independent route, you know. Just yeah. It's just more my scene. You know? I don't need labels, you know. <laughs> no, I just I don't I don't like to put myself in a box. Um, like so, the uh, artist I am. <laughs> so um so you know I uh, pretty short term like when I was younger like I kind of just I didn't really like you know think too far into the future. But then mm -hmm. when in high school like my mom signed me up for broadcasting, and just uh, because she thought I would like it, and I did, and I found myself in that like. It was a way for me to like, because I mean, I'm a very, like, I was always a very restless and like anxious and just, you know. Did you do like the school news? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I did the school announcements in high mm -hmm. school. And, um, yeah, it was just a good outlet for me to just be like, I felt like I'm, I feel like I'm just kind of a character, like, in just by like nature like I'm very awkward lanky uncoordinated and when I was younger like I was bullied for it so yeah. like a way of my reclamation was just sort of like leaning into just you know my quirks and stuff sure. and being able to like you know do that through broadcasting was something that I connected with a lot and you know people encouraged me to keep doing it because I had fun with it and I just didn't really care like yeah. what people like how people perceived it because I had fun with it and yeah yeah that's really that's really great I'm I'm I think that more people should do that you know what I mean I feel like if, if you are and I'm a I'm a big advocate of like if you are passionate about something you know I I'm I say turn your passions into like you know your career now I know that that has its pros and its cons because you know you could drive yourself so far into it and then just like kind of, you know, work yourself to death and realize like, wow, I am so overworked and I, I don't want to, you know, like, let's take photography, for example. Um, that's actually a pretty good example with me. So I used to shoot for weekend natives. I still, you know, love the, the collective. It's, they still exist. They're still doing yeah. stuff. Obviously right now with bars and stuff not being open, that's kind of tough too. But, you know, I was, I was shooting frequently in a lot and it was just one of those things where I was shooting so much that it came, it just came to be a point where I was just like, wow, I'm like, it's not that I didn't like photography anymore, but it was just like, this is just not how I want to be doing it. Yeah. 
and, yeah. it, and it made me step back from it a little bit. So you can definitely fall into the trap of working yourself so hard into like, I must make my passion, my career that you ended up hating it or, yeah. or not wanting to do that. But I do think that if you can find the balance and if you can turn things that you really love into a way of either making money or supporting yourself, whatever that is, supporting your means, you know, you don't have to make a ton of money, but if you're supporting yourself and even getting a little side cash or something, I mean, go for it. Oh yes. Especially in these times right now where like, you know, it's jobs, your people are losing jobs left and right. Find, find some side hustle. (laughs) No, like, uh, absolutely. I mean, the alternative paths to success are seem a lot more appealing to some people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's made a good case. Well, everything that's happened this year has made a good case for just, you know, things like universal basic income, for example, like recognizing human rights where they are and mm-hmm. that, you know, you should be able to like create and, you know, chase out and, and invest in artistic expression. And that should be a valued part of yeah culture it shouldn't Uh, be like a black sheep way of going about life right yeah totally it shouldn't be like the one in a million thing you know now like oh wow you you started your own thing like whoa whoa, whoa, good for you you know like it's not like it shouldn't be something that people should be turned off to or think that it's not achievable because there's things like oh well so i can't go and i can't get like healthcare through my job i can't get you know all these things like i mean yeah, it makes that right now. Currently, it's kind of tough to figure that kind of stuff out. But I mean, it's doable. You can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where'd you go to school? I went to UW Whitewater. Okay. Um, graduated with a uh, art degree, emphasis in graphic design, and a minor in advertising. Okay. Um, loved it. I mean, I I loved my college experience. I. Um, would definitely, I, I mean, I would go back and do it again for sure. However, I mean, I'm also believe that it college should not have to justify your, you know, success. It shouldn't have to justify your, your means of a career yeah. in life. It, it's not necessarily necessary. <laughs> you can enhance it for sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to probably have some better opportunities with a, a degree under your belt. That's gonna if you're if you're going certain routes, but I mean if, if I could go back and do it again, um, I knowing what that I do what I do now, I mean I would definitely get some business of uh, some business education in there because I definitely did not foresee myself owning a business one day. That's been a, a huge learning curve for me. Yeah, I'm still learning a lot about it. Totally. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, that's actually. That's another thing I'm kind of still very lost about. It's like, you know, the marketing and the business side of, of you know, having a brand. And, and A lot goes into it. Oh, yeah. And I mean, what, I, what I've, my experience with that probably doesn't hold a candle to yours because you're actually, you are a business. I mean, I've like, I bought, I got shirts recently. <laughs> and, uh. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to lose money on this, but fuck it. You know, I want to get some merch out. So I did. Yeah. But, but yeah, like you have, I mean, this is your livelihood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I 
will not sit here and tell you that I am a professional at this by any means, because I mean, truthfully, I mean, Rebel Squid's only been a thing for two years. And um, a lot has changed in two years. I've learned a lot in two years and there is still so much that I need to like push myself, you know, I, I need to step out of my comfort zone sometimes. And like, I need to, you know, I, I'm a, I'm really, really hard on myself sometimes. And I feel like I hold myself back sometimes because I'm so extremely judgmental and like a perfectionist when it comes to like what I do. So if it's not going right, I almost like don't want to do it, which is, I mean, that, that holds me back. I need to, I need to get better at that. <laughs> yeah. I need to be okay. I need to be okay with failure. I have a huge fear of failure. Yeah. I, I got that too. And especially when you're creative or when you're taking such an undertaking of like having your own business. I mean, you are basically walking on a tightrope mm -hmm. failure, mm -hmm. you know, like you're going to fall off that tightrope from time to time, but you learn how to keep your balance every time you get back up. And, um, and so, um, this has been one of those years. This has been a tough year, but it's, but like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super glad to say that. I mean, like we're, we're not dead. We're still here. So we're, we're still kicking it. Um, but it, it has, it has proved to be, you know, I've, I had to really learn a lot and be okay with things not going completely smooth all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be erratic. It can be irregular and that's okay because I mean, I've, I've experienced the same thing too. I mean, there were, I had so many plans this year didn't happen or they had to be heavily modified and, you know, but it also gave me the chance to give that, um, you know, to, to grow in different ways that I wasn't, that I didn't think I was going to grow in, you know, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know, just sort of like investing in just like little personal things that mean a lot to me and, and just finally having the time to, to do that. Like I started a dream journal recently. Yes. I, yeah, like I got back into bird watching because yes, that's my parents love bird watching. I love bird watching. <laughs> that was, one, that's a quirky hobby of mine that like, no. I come Never from a family who loves to do that, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bird watch with your family. Uh, <laughs> you gotta so, come up to our lake house. We got a lot of cool birds. I would absolutely love to. Oh <laughs> Lots saw, of birds. Dude, yeah, we drove past so many ponds. I saw egrets and oh, yep. <laughs> you know, Brains. tall. Yeah, the tall ass wading birds that are just this like little dot of white just in the middle of a pond. You know, mm -hmm. but um. Yeah, so stuff like that. But yeah, the, the the thing is though, like going back to how this year has made a lot of people kind of like reflect or like think think differently about themselves or, or do a lot of soul searching and whatnot. Things like that, like getting back in touch with things that make you happy, you know, that in return I do feel like makes you a more well rounded and prepared person for anything else you want to do. You have to, you know, it it because it's very easy to get sucked into going down like I was saying how you can get sucked into kind of just like work 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 I must make my passion my work but you have to find that balance of like still doing things that make you happy like for me painting was that like I love painting but it's like it's I've kind of fallen off of that wagon for so long because I just like didn't make time for it and that's something that yeah. I've picked back up in quarantine that like it truly makes me really happy I love doing it yeah yeah and it makes it's another outlet to be creative and I, you know I'm finding different ways to try to even you know 
tie that into what I do and you know, it's a way of reading is another one. I got really back into reading, like not, not reading like business books. Cause truth be told, that's pretty fucking boring sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I got just back into reading like fiction. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Just stories. Awesome. I used to love reading and, and writing stories when I was younger and I just like totally fell off that wagon. So I've been reading a lot more. That's been super relaxing. That's kind of a way that I've found to shut my brain off. That's super awesome. Yeah. I got into a lot of different kinds of music this year that was always on my list, but like I never just really like dived into it. I got into a lot of different, like I love movies, but I just, for a while, I just never had time, but I got really into like you know, lots of different kinds of movies too in the last couple of months. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, are you a full album music listener? Like if you like, let's say you, you, you listen from start to finish the album. Yeah, absolutely. You have to I, Do you watch music, the music videos that go along with things too. Um, that I'm just sort of recently getting more into. Um, I love I, music videos. I have been, I mean, for Milwaukee artists, I always watch the videos, mm-hmm. but for like, I mean, if it's like an artist that like a more high profile artist, like, you know, I'm not always quick to watch the music yeah. videos, but I don't I need to watch look. a Katy Perry music video. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like, I mean, I watch like, you know, I like to, I mean, I listen to a lot of like really weird, like hipster music. So I watch like, yeah, the music videos I have watched are often pretty like weird, but I love it though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love beard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what's an animal collective? If you ever. Animal did. collective? Why does that sound so familiar? I feel like I've oh, maybe heard of that. They're the greatest. They're my favorite. And um, they're like probably the weirdest. They're probably the weirdest pop music you'll ever listen to. But I'll send you one of their albums after this is over. Perfect. Um, so, anyway, back to you, Kelsey. Where? When did you come to Milwaukee? Um, I came to Milwaukee. So I graduated in 2014. I lived with my parents for two weeks and then I came to Milwaukee. So I've been in Milwaukee since 2014. June 1st, June 1st is technically like my, like my, my date that I always try to keep in, in, in mind when it comes to like starting work when I was started working for Swarm and when I moved to Milwaukee. Sure. So I've been here for what is that six years then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I know you were. And I didn't. Co- I didn't come to Milwaukee a lot prior to moving here. So like when I moved here, it was definitely like it was new for me. Sure. Um. Uh, well, that's pretty cool that. Yeah. You, you got to thrive in a new environment and you know like meet a lot of your own people. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did move here because I, I was I spent a lot of I was primarily doing a lot of like shooting for weekend natives in Madison. Um. I started doing freelance photography design. I was running social media for a um, nightclub in Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called, it was called Segredo. Um, so I was doing all of that. That was kind of like my side thing in college. That's like what I did. You know, I, I didn't serve, I didn't do any of that. Like I was doing that. And I'd be traveling from Whitewater to Madison quite frequently. Um, and that's how I met weekend natives that's how I kind of got introduced to like all these people that were in Milwaukee then I kind of slowly started to like just visit in Milwaukee every now and then to like see some of those people and then um eventually got offered 
the position to come and start with a new company called Swarm Events. Hell yeah. And I said, really? yep, I was a, I was a, I was a, it was my senior year, first semester, senior year. And that's when I got that offer. And I was like, done, like job locked, check that off. You know, it was just kind of like, I mean, why not hop on that? Somebody's offering me a job. Why not? Yeah. I was going to move to LA. That was my other backup. If it was either Milwaukee or LA. And I think often like, what, who would I be? And like, what would I be if I would have done that? <laughs> oh, well, it probably would have been a much harder market to breach. That's for sure. Totally. I could have Before, been a totally different person for the either either the good or the bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Before we talk about Swarm, I do want to bring up a really, uh, I have a quick, just funny weekend native story. Oh my God, yes. Okay. Um, uh, they, okay. So I'm not much of like a big club goer anyway. Sure. Like I don't, I went a couple times like out with friends like occasionally you know but there was one time about two years ago where I got uh dragged to bad genie <laughs> and um week of natives just happened to be at bad genie that night taking pictures and there is a picture <laughs> of me in the middle of the crowd um, it was a weekend natives picture and everyone around me is just like going crazy and like dancing and I'm just like in the middle of the crowd and I'm looking straight at the camera just and just I'm just in the middle of the like because, yeah I'm just completely straight face I'm just like <laughs> oh man I feel like everybody has you know if, if you've been in the Milwaukee nightlife or just kind of like service industry scene like everybody's got like a weekend natives photo that they're either like, wow, I love that photo, or they really hate it. <laughs> yeah. So I I was pointed in the, I think it was Austin McCoola who pointed me in the direction of the picture, but um, but I, may, I ended up posting it and saying, like, I made the caption, like, when it's lit, but you'll work at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, because at the time, like, I, I was working like that was what I was doing. Like I would mm -hmm. go out and have to work at Starbucks at like 7 a.m. the next morning. So, yep. um, but yeah, that's my weekend native story. That's how I, that's how I found out who they were. Actually, Like everybody's got one. Yeah. So, yeah. So you got involved with swarm events. Yes. Um, so what was your position? What kind of work were you doing with them? So I was primarily doing, um, I mean, at the time when I first joined, I mean, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was helping with, you know, the marketing of the events, like going, you know, whether it was like dropping off flyers for the Shamrock Shuffle to all the participating bars to hang up or reaching out to vendors to, to participate in events. Um, uh, but primarily it was doing design stuff. So putting out the content that goes up, you know, uh, making the food menus that are, you know, day of event signage and stuff like that. Um, coming up with the flyers and the branding for all the events. Um, still do all of that. <laughs> yeah. that, that nothing's changed there. <laughs> yeah, but that eventually would segue into, of yeah, course. So then how, yeah, so how that, so how Rebel Squid came to be was because we were doing, um, because like kind of like, I, I don't know, I think we were talking previously how like we just, it's our, it's our comfort zone to just, we know a lot of people in this industry. So um, you know, whether it was somebody opening up a bar that like Michael knew and he'd be like, oh, well, I've got, you know, 
my girl who does, you know, all of our stuff, like she can create a logo for you. So I was just kind of like creating logos for places that would be opening or um, then starting to kind of ultimately like run a little bit of their social media accounts. And like, we were starting to help businesses out underneath like swarm events. And we call we ended up calling it at one point, like swarm marketing and events. Um, Cause we were kind of like outsourcing our, our me, my, my services to like other people, but then quickly kind of, I mean, realize that an event company and a marketing company like they're if, if if you're trying to grow both if you're trying to grow that like those industries will i mean they're different you know so just made more sense to split the two um keep swarm as events and then start a separate marketing company and so that's what michael then asked me to be a partner in and so then i went in to rebel squid with him on that so um how did how did rebel squid become the name like where did that come from so <laughs> um i went i had so many late nights um i'm a like i just i'm a perfectionist so um i and my my brain works at like a mile a minute sometimes so i was like scribbling all these words looking up like words on a dictionary trying to find like how can i explain things how can i put words together should i make up a word you know all these kinds of things. And I was, I was trying to find something that, that really stuck. And then I was just kind of thinking about, all right, well, in terms of branding, like what could I pull, could I pull like a, like an animal? Can I use like a, an animal in the logo somehow or, or, you know, an element of that. So then I started researching like animals. What are social animals? What are creative animals? Like what, you know, what are their things? And squid came up and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird animal. I'm kind of a weird person. Um, they're also very, uh, uh, like they could, they'll pick up like a rock and they'll carry it miles away and use it at like their house, like they, like they, and they adapt to their surroundings and like all these kinds of things. There's just kind of a, I really ended up like liking a squid. And then I just threw a rebel in front of it. Cause you know, just kind of like to do things a little different and kind of always go our way and, you know, stick to our own guns on things. And uh, we came up with Rebel Squid sitting at Victor's um, over some gin and tonics. Oh, yeah. That's, there that's, you go. that's, that's what we uh, ultimately came to. I brought my like scribble of notes and pile of notes and Michael and I met at Victor's of all places and sat and had a bunch of drinks and kind of talked it all out and decided that that's what we liked. Damn, that's awesome. So... Were you like intimidated by this by this venture? Like, were you kind yes. of like, "Who me? Me starting my own company?" Yes, very much that. Um, I yeah, definitely, definitely. There was a lot of self doubt too. Um, I think sometimes, still internally, there's a, a little bit of that um, where you know, like how like how am I how am I doing this? Like, I, I always and I said this on another podcast I spoke on. Um, that I, I feel like I'm a really good number two. Like not necessarily, you know, I, I, I think I'm a, a good leader, but I'm a really good, you know, follower in terms of a business and like, and, and, and the structure of kind of like working underneath somebody and having somebody give me direction, um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I've definitely kind of learned to embrace that about myself. It's okay to like be a number two. You don't have to be number one. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you, you can't be the number two if you're going to be the owner of a company. So it's kind of been, it's been something that's really challenged my confidence, my, um, my abilities, 
um, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge overthinker. So every time that there's any kind of a decision that needs to be made, I'm like, oh, am I, am I, am I doing this right? Did I miss something? Am I, you know, should I have done this differently? So yeah, it's um, definitely, there is definitely a lot of fear coming into it, but it was also one of those things that like, I would be stupid to not take the opportunity. Like, what am I going to say? Somebody wants to go into business with me? Nah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, like try, I should definitely try it if, if anything. I mean, yeah. I, did that, I did that with Swarm. I kind of took a chance. I'm like, oh, this company that really truly is not even launched or started yet. Yeah, I want a job with you. Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of right. went into that. So I kind of went into to Rebel Squid the same way. You know, I really didn't know much about it. Didn't really know at, you know, at, at the end of it that I'd end up being like the majority owner of it and kind of really running the show. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it's, and I think it's, it's really cool. It's kind of, it's, it's humbling. I, I really, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been stressful. It's been a lot of all the, emo- it's been all of the emotions, but it's, it's been really rewarding. I've been totally. learning a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, good for you. Like, just sort of like, you know, putting, all of your skill sets together into one and making it your own venture. I mean, yeah, like I think <clears throat> like, especially in the startup world and people just have like, you know, a lot of really bright and shiny ideas these days, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like you, we were talking about earlier, the business side of it just becomes where folks get lost. Right. Right. If you're going to turn your, your passion into a business, like, I mean, you, you would be naive to think that there's not going to be you, that you, you know, that you're going to just fly through it. Like you, you do have to know things about business. Like you got to get do things legally, like get your LLC, like, you know, register your business, like doing your taxes, like all that, like all that kind of stuff. Like, it's not just, I get to slap my name in front of something and I just get to start charging people and I throw it into my personal bank account. Like that's not the right way to go about it. You know, if you're going to start off, start off right, start off on the right foot, like get, you know, get your LLC, just do things the right way from the get go so that you don't find yourself in a shit storm later. If you do, if you do screw up or do something wrong or miss, you know, find find yourself in a lawsuit or something, you know, get yourself, you know, cover your ass. Yeah. So that I've be- been very fortunate to have a business partner like Michael Sampson, who like knows his shit about that. So I've been learning a ton from him about all that kind of stuff, you know, like getting, you know, health insurance for your employees and like how to scale your business so that like you can give raises to your employees and you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh. I didn't, I don't, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I've, that's, that's what I've been learning. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, Rebel Squid and its mission and just sort of like the, the services it provides to its clients. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I, I really want to try to ke- always keep things like very original and, and, uh, I, and, and teach businesses and, and people. I like working with other startups and other people who are trying to do stuff just because, like you said yourself, you know, there's so many things that go into building a brand that I feel like if you're trying, if you're trying to do something, it's really hard to do it all yourself. And I like, you know, I, I, I try my best to keep things relatively affordable for people. Um, I'm not here to, you know, scam people's pockets for a crap product for a lot of money. 
Um, I want it to be an accessible thing that people and, and, and use this as a resource to keep their brand consistent, put out good content and put their best foot forward. Um, that's what I really like to do. That's what I, I hope more people can and that their brands then become enjoyable for them and take one thing off of your list of, of many things that you need to do as a business owner. Social media and branding and, you know, putting all the, the content forward is a job in and of itself. Yeah. Certainly. I mean, that's something that Rebel Squid, I mean, we, even like running our own Instagram page, like I feel like, I mean, because I, I, we're constantly posting for so many other people that it'll be like, oh shit, like we haven't really posted in like a week and a half. We should probably throw something up there, you know? It's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough to navigate that. Yeah, that consistency. Consistency is truly key um, when it comes to your brand. That's what, I mean, like, look at successful brands that have, you know, you, sometimes you don't even need to show, like, the text logo. Nike is a perfect example of that. It's just the swoosh. They don't even need to have Nike next to it, but you know it's Nike. Target is another great example. You know it's a Target commercial before they even have to show their logo at the end because they corner that red, white, dog you know kind of simplistic branding yeah. of everything yeah yeah minimalism goes a long way with that i love minimalism <laughs> yeah i mean i do too um yeah like um what have been some uh just some of your clients like dope businesses or orgs that you've worked with oh let's see um probably our farthest one away is um uh, a friend of mine who lives out in LA, she runs a uh, event space called the Stanley Social. It's this really cool kind of like Moroccan Mediterranean business. It's beautiful, but it's, I mean, she does like private events there, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, I know that that's kind of been a rough, it, it's, the event industry is really suffering right now. So that's been tough for her, but her and I have a really great relationship. So I've been working on a lot of stuff with her. So like, like a sauce label, she's trying to come out with some sauces and um all different kinds of stuff. Um, as far as organizations, um, I've worked with a lot of uh, nonprofits. Um, in terms of, if recently, um, Support Local MKE, they've, they're just kind of like an Instagram brand. They've been reposting um, anything related to Milwaukee, local business, local restaurant. Um, so I helped her create that. Um, why, like, not, again, like bars and restaurants, I work with a lot of those. Luckily, a lot of those have started to kind of come back and have, we've been able to um, get back into that with people, which has been great. Um, I love seeing that. I don't want to see anybody's business not up and running. So it's, it's, it's nice when I get the phone call that, you know, somebody like, we're ready to bring you back. I'm like, yay, that means like, you know, things are going good for you. Of course, it, I'm, I'm happy that it benefits me as well. But I mean, I, I like seeing these businesses come back. Of course, yeah. Totally. Well, that's, um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool that you're, you're able to be an asset to a lot, to such a versatile um, palette of businesses and, and spaces and whatnot. I mean, like, it's, it's not putting yourself in a box. Like, yeah, exactly. I've always, like, when I moved to Milwaukee, I, it's not that I ever, like, intended myself, like, uh, to, to stay here. Um, I always thought, you know, you always kind of maybe dream or think about like, where, where else could I go? Um, but I, you know, I, I did, I did was very firm. And when I moved here, I was like, I'm not going to really move until I feel like I've like made a mark yeah. here. 
Um, and I still don't think that I don't still don't, I think I have a lot yet to do. So, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I think that Milwaukee is such a great city. We have so much that pops up and people doing things and, you know, does Milwaukee have its issues? Absolutely. Every city has its issues though. And as long as I can kind of try to, you know, combat that and, and do my part to help anybody and everybody who needs it and make people make their businesses look dope, <laughs> then I'm happy to do that. And I, I just feel like there's always something popping up that I want to, you know, get my hands on and yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, good. I hope you don't go anywhere. <laughs> I think you do dope work. And um, Thank you. Yeah. And it's really cool to see also just that, you know, despite the pandemic and everything like that, you've, you know, still proven to be like, you know, a, a, a big resource for businesses and restaurants and, yeah. and uh, bars and stuff that, are, that have, you know, been to hell and back through this whole pandemic yeah. thing. And for you to still be there on the other side to like, you know, help them in the ways that you can. I mean, that's like, that does go a long way. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that we are still here um, despite everything that's been going on. Um, I'm really grateful for, you know, the people that give us the opportunity. I, you know, I'm very, I'm very well aware that we're not, you know, we're not some huge gigantic agency, but I also think that that's maybe sometimes uh, works into our advantage. Not everybody's maybe got the budget for something that's really big. And I'm not, I'm also not really saying also that I'm, I'm not cheap either. Um, you know, we, we do, I, I value our, our work enough to not like, I mean, I'm not charging people $10 for things, I, <laughs> but you know, I like to be, I, I like to be flexible with people. I'm very well aware that this is, especially in these times, like, you know, it's tough, times are tough. People do not have the budgets that they might normally have. And I, I just, you know, I want to do my best to just be access, as, as accessible as I can and be able to help as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're still here too, for sure. So, um, yeah, I guess the last thing I wanted to touch on because, mm -hmm. because you work with so many, you know, bars and restaurants and stuff. I mean, you obviously like have a good handle on what is here. Like, I'm sure if somebody like from out of town was asking for a recommendation, like you'd be confident in your response. So Kelsey, what, what are some of your favorite, um, bars and restaurants in town? Oh man. Well, um, I, if, if I'm going out, I either, I, I, there's like, I'm kind of on the extremes of things. I'm either going out and I'm getting like a fancy ass cocktail or I'm going to like a dive bar. <laughs> okay. So there's no, like, I, I, not, not that I don't like anything that's in between, but I mean, like just in terms of my style. So, um, I mean, I really, they're, they're a client of mine, but I also just truly do love the place. I really love Elwood's. It's a great bar. Um, I think what Nate's been doing over there, he's been building such a cool vibe. It's just like this weird 70s rocker, like retro thing. It's any, he, he definitely still has like some magic of, of uh, the, the old Rosies still in there. Um, um, <laughs> if we're still on the dive bar train, I really do like uh, straight shots <laughs> in Bayview. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, and then if we're going to do fancy, um, I love, I will, I always love Balzac. I think that they have the best wine list in the city. I love their wine list so much. And I do also really love, um, like Bryant's and at random and like those, like 
kind of just old staples. Uh, love those. Um, but also kind of on in, in the, uh, while we're talking about knowing a lot of things in the city, a kind of side venture um, that we're doing with Swarm is uh, Explore MKE. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's this thing that we're trying to kind of launch. We've been wanting to do this even pre-pandemic. It just seems like no better time to do it now, especially with the event industry kind of like being very non-existent right now. Um, but we do uh, like Wing Fest, Taco Fest, you know, Donut Fest. We do our bar crawls. We do all of those kinds of things. So we really wanted to put together like these passport guides um, that are themed towards each of our events. So the one that we just launched right now is our chicken wing passport. So it works, uh, how it works is it's got deals um, that get you uh, like exclusive specials at all different kinds of spots around the city. Um, we do like to work with some of the vendors that have worked with us in the past on our events so that they're also losing out on the event this year. So we wanna help drive people to their establishments. Um, so yeah, you can get the chicken wing passport right now on exploremke.com. Um, we really hope to put out more um, you know, like we want to get together like a taco passport that includes like taco trucks and like you can go get like deals at, you know, or restaurants and stuff like that or a, a coffee and donut one that gear gears towards like the local um, coffee shops and, and bakeries uh, around here. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to trying to do right now. We, we have a lot of knowledge of, of places in the city. So we're kind of trying to like put them all into like a little list, a little passport guide. Awesome. So whether you're somebody from Milwaukee or you're out of town or whatever, um, you can buy the passport or you can go to exploremke.com and we're trying to break down all the things that exist in these neighborhoods and kind of put together a list of um, bar and restaurant places. I mean, you've, there's, I know that that's not the, we're not the first ones to think of the idea, but um, what we really wanted to focus on is just kind of like the bar and restaurant side of things. You know, like if I'm going to the west side of Milwaukee, if I'm going to the south side of Milwaukee, if I'm going to the north side of Milwaukee, like where are all these places? So if, yeah. even if you're if you're not from here or you're from here, you can go to exploremk.com and you can find a place to eat or drink based on where you are. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's a really cool resource. Um, thanks for uh, a little plug. Shameless plug. Oh, hell yeah, of course. <laughs> love, love the plugs. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mostly just go to bars. Like if I'm covering shows there, so like most of the bars I go to are like for. Um, the ones that have like right and whatnot but um uh i've been eating uh i've been trying a lot of new places uh, yeah were you trying oh well my latest discovery um thanks to uber eats was uh cafe india oh it's so good oh my god indian food is the bomb if you haven't been to um uh, India Garden. It's um, more so kind of in like the Tosa area, Tosa Brookfield area. Um, um, for like $45, you can get a meal for two. And it includes two appetizers, two entrees, rice, naan, and dessert. That's a pretty good deal for two It's a people. great fucking deal. And it's, and the yeah. food is incredible. It's so good. But Cafe uh -oh. India is also delicious. That's, are you yeah. talking about, that's the one in Bayview, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. That uh, tikka masala is really delicious. Yeah, I tried their vindaloo with naan and fried rice, and it was killer. Um, but I've been uh, we've been trying a lot of places in Bayview 
this summer. Like, Are, do you uh, live in Bayview? No, I'm in River West, but oh, okay. Oh, I love River West. I have a friend who lives in River West. I spend a lot of time in much, but we used to frequent um, karaoke at uh, Vegas Pub. Oh yeah, I live actually pretty close to Vegas Pub. And then you probably live pretty close to him. <laughs> oh yeah, fair. Right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but um, we've been, you know, we've discovered this summer uh, Vanguard and Odd Duck. I still have not been to Vanguard, although, but I, but I mean, I've always, I don't know why I haven't because I hear Kelsey, such good things. Kelsey, you have I know, I hear Vanguard. such good things about it. I know I really need to get my ass over there. It's to die for. Odd Duck is really good too. Um, ceviche is really good. Tried ceviche recently. Um, what else? Uh, if we're also, you know, of course, um ashley's barbecue um oh that's, yeah that's not in bayview but it's in the inner city yeah ashley's is delicious so is pops if you've never had pops barbecue they're like a little stall and they're really you've got to catch them when they're open i think they're only really open like a couple of days like a friday and a saturday but they won um milwaukee barbecue fest our milwaukee wow. barbecue fest event oh first off nicest people ever um and their food is just killer so good if you like good barbecue definitely gotta go there oh i'll have to put that one on the list for sure um river west just got a new barbecue place where milwaukee beer beaster used to be and it's big daddy's barbecue yeah um, i haven't yeah. even heard of that one. Oh, i haven't it just opened like a month ago oh okay i still have to try that one um yeah i mean um in we also tried a, a really good taco place um, that might be the best tacos I've had in the city. I don't Ooh. know. I feel like my answer constantly fluctuates with that one, tacos, because there's really good tacos. But Taqueria ben is Buena Vista. Oh, yeah. That one is amazing. Also, yep. en El Senoral is really good, yes. too. Yes. Both of those are very, very good. Yeah. Arandas is really good, too. I'm a big um, Thai food fan as well. And I live like two blocks away from Mekong Cafe. Okay. Um, it's right on right on North and Wauwatosa, kind of like on the Tosa Milwaukee border. Oh, sure. Uh, but they have their their whole thing is that they have three cuisines under one roof. So they have Thai food, Laotian food, and Vietnamese food. So you oh. can get you can get like curry or you can get pho or you can get like like food from Laos. I don't really know. I'm not oh, super particular with a lot of their food, but I, cause I always get the Thai, um, but probably my favorite Thai food in the city, hands down. It is bomb. That is so awesome. I will have to check that one out too. Yes, definitely check that one out. They have um, these, they're called curry egg rolls and it's oh, okay. uh, chicken, chicken potatoes and peas and curry all like in a gigantic egg roll and they're oh, just out of this world. Damn. All right, we gotta stop talking about food, otherwise. No, I'm like, I'm about I'm to call it an order. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's constant funny. Um, Kelsey, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Um, yeah. I had thank a blast. Yeah, I had a blast hearing about, you know, just your humble beginnings, but also how you got involved with Swarm, as well as just how it turned into Rebel Squid, and um, it's been yeah. a very weird road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's often. You know, it's it's kind of the way it goes, and yeah. that's like, it's cool to be challenged, but it's also cool to let your challenges ultimately manifest what you want. Yeah, 
it sounds like that's exactly what's yeah. happened with Rebel Squid. And um, yeah, definitely learn to not be afraid to wear many, many hats. There we go. So as we're closing out here, Kelsey. Yes. Tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh God, <laughs> what doesn't? <laughs> Should <be> a question. <laughs> um, man, I mean, are, am I supposed to provide like a witty response to this, or am I, or, or are we talking like truly, like deep down in the depths of my soul? What is keeping me up at night? Okay. It doesn't matter. Whatever you feel comfortable answering with. Well. A witty response would be my cats because they actually really do keep me up at night. <laughs> they just, you know, as, as cats are, they just like just run around my house and knock shit over. Um, but I guess what actually keeps me up is I, I mean, my mind is constantly racing. I'm a big overthinker. So, you know, my brain, my brain in general keeps me up at night. <laughs> what puts you to sleep? Oh... CBD. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, there you go. Awesome. Um, well, that is something that's gotten a much bigger recognition uh, in the last couple of years. So, yeah, yeah. I actually did a, um, a CBD uh, logo for a guy that works at the Hive. He started his own CBD company. Shout out Neuro Organics. It's oh, really good. Okay. It's actually the best CBD product that I've ever tried. Oh, amazing one. Yeah. Yes. Shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you again, Kelsey. Um, uh, it was such a pleasure, and um, yeah, I'll be sure to tag, you know, post about Rebel Squid so folks can see what you do and, you know, like, uh, just um, what you're all about. And uh, for all folks watching, uh, yeah, check out uh, Rebel Squid, check out The Hive, Storm Events, of course. Of, of course. Um, damn, I should have worn my uh, 2018 Shamrock Shuffle shirt, but... Uh. They, you can frequently find those in Goodwills or oh, on people at the gym. Always find always find people out for runs in their Shamrock Shuffle t-shirts or in the green t-shirt section of Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> well, I usually wear mine to sleep. It's a sleep. Yep. Shirt, so, for yeah. sure. Um, well, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. We'll see you thank soon. you, everyone.